Do you find yourself running out of time to accomplish your work? Are you spending time doing things that you're not that good at? There are effective ways to outsource these tasks so you can focus on your business. This is the Virtual Success Show. We bring the inside scoop on outsourcing success for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Malouf and Barbara Turley. Hey everyone, welcome to another show of the Virtual Success Show, where I am joined by my co-host, Barbara Turley. Good morning, Barb. Hey Matt, how are you today? I'm excellent. Yourself? I'm pretty good. I'm happy that my voice isn't sounding as husky as it was earlier because I have a bit of a cough at the moment. But yeah, good radio voice. Good radio voice for today. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Very good. Well, you know, I'm really excited about this show today for no other reason than its simplicity. And as Barb and I were preparing for um, this today's shows, we sort of were talking about various uh, um, different topics. And and I sort of suggested, why why don't we just share... What are the, the top 10 or top 10 easiest tasks that you could have a virtual assistant do for you? Because one of the regular questions I get asked as a, as a business coach is, um, okay, you've, you've sort of, you've given me this concept of a virtual assistant, but what would I have them do? And uh, so what we wanted to do today is put a very simple show together, just highlighting what Barb and I believe as the 10 easiest uh, tasks you could have a virtual assistant do. And this can apply to any business. Absolutely. I mean, I hear that a lot too, Matt. And I think sometimes what it's sort of, I get a bit thrown off by that question because I'm so deep into the virtual assistant thing that I'm I'm almost too far into it to kind of be able to get back to that simplicity again. So when we were running through the list, it was actually you coming up with more of the top 10 simplest tasks than it was me. So I'm even excited because I can now talk to other people about this when they ask me that question. Yeah, I know. I know. And you know, it's, um, it's, it's going to sound sometimes oversimplistic when we go through this today, but honestly, like these top 10 that we're going to give you, if you have somebody else do that, the time you'll save and be able to invest into other areas of your business or in your life for that matter, it's just going to be um, phenomenal for you. So let's, let's rip into this. So, Barb, I think we had number one as uh, getting a virtual assistant to do research for us. Yeah, that's such a great one because it can span so many different areas of your business. And I mean, who has time as a business owner, even to keep an eye on what your on what your competitor's pricing is at? So this was actually one that my husband had his VA do in his tennis coaching business. And it was like a quarterly task where the VA would go out and look at all the competitors and see where they were pricing. And it was really beneficial to him then when he wanted to know what was going on in the market. So, yeah, really simple one can can span lots of areas. Absolutely, and and the type of research that uh, that we get our team to do are things like, uh, if I'm travelling, it might be uh, find me some hotels, or could be research uh, restaurants. It could be researching event venues for us to host events. Uh, it could be uh, researching competitors. Um, it could be um, you know. You, know, you and I, Bob, have people researching to find us people to interview on this show as well and reaching out to people. So yeah. um, anytime you think that I need to Google something, that's when you, you could actually have a virtual assistant do this for you. So, I think as well, just on that one to, to round it out, you know, I often find as well, you know, when you're picking a new tool to use, like an online tool, sometimes because you've no time, you just pick the first one you find. 
Mm. Actually, if you've got a VA that can go through all the tools and research it and compare and contrast different things and do a spreadsheet for you that shows them all, it's such a fast way to make a decision if they do that for you. So great one to do as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think number two we had was calendar management. Yeah. Huge area. Lots of our clients are doing this one. Yeah. And I, and I actually remember when I had my, my first VA, Ivy, many years ago, uh, in the um, job description I put forth, uh, one of the key areas I wanted was calendar management. Um, and I guess with calendar management, this is, uh, you know, someone reaching out and making bookings for you and potentially using um, Calendly or um, some other um, um, tools for calendar them. tools to help with this. Um but also, too, um, making sure that uh, your calendar is up to date, uh, moving appointments if you need them to, um, simple things like that. And I just want to preface in here, this is a simple task that you could keep yourself, but every minute, you've got to start to value a minute, and every minute you can save and put into a, a, a direct income-generating task or something else in your life, for that matter, uh, is a minute that... Um, is is valuable to you. Absolutely. I mean, I think even if you're using, like we're big users of, of, of automated tools to do all these things at the virtual hub, but I still have people that have to scan this stuff and make sure things are working properly. And, you know, when sometimes calls, bookings come in, but the salesperson has changed because somebody rescheduled the booking and all these different things, you still need people who can kind of manage this for you. So, or even set up the tools you know, set up the tools for you to do this kind of thing. So VAs are great at that. Absolutely. Mm. Now, number three. Mm. Yeah, you go, Bob. Yeah, so one actually that I've definitely used this one quite a bit, uh, and it's something I'm terrible at and I have no patience for myself, formatting documents, right? So let's say, you know, even the other day, I had something come in from PayPal where I had to verify a new account I was using, and they sent me this link to a letter and they said, you know, the instructions were, can you put this on your, your letterhead, print it out, sign it and send it back. Now, obviously I, you know, the virtual assistants I have are offshore, so they can't print it and put it on my desk for signing. But I just shot it off to one of my VAs and I'm like, can you just stick that on one of our letterheads? Because I just have no patience for that. I don't even know where the letterhead is, to be honest. And it came back to me in a second, you know, and I didn't have to, to do that. So that's just a simple example of a, a document that somebody can quickly do for you? I'm sure you'd Absolutely. have bigger documents than that, though, Matt, going on in your business. Well, there is, and but also, too, I think um, for me with formatting, you know, the number of times where I've had a Word document that I want to save down to a PDF and just in that process the formatting changes and just oh, frustrating. Yeah. that's so annoying. To do that. <laughs> yeah, so having somebody else that, that, number one, does it way better than I do and, number two, um, has probably a better skill, but it's just so much easier for me on that. Um, you know, I, and so formatting documents, whether that's, um, for me, that's, you know, Word, it could be PowerPoint documents, it could be Excel documents, simple documents that just need formatting, um, you know, converting something, you know, you might receive a PDF and need it converted into an editable document. Um, anything like that, I think, um, is really, really simple. That's all work, yeah. 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 And and one other thing just on formatting documents. Um I um like I'm very good at creating new things and I often create them on paper or on on my whiteboard. So I can create say a new template 
on a whiteboard, take a photo of it and have Vanessa, uh, my, our, our virtual assistant, uh, create that in Word or PowerPoint or whatever it is. And that's another really good formatting um, exercise that you can have your VA do. Yeah, and I think any business, I think, you know, the, the key point here is that all of these things we're talking about can work in any business. It doesn't matter what the business is. This is all just business management sort of stuff. So it's all business admin that every business Absolutely. Has. The next one I love, Matt, because it's sort of like when I, when I look at it, file management. It's like having a cleaner in your house, right, to keep everything organized, dust-free, uh, you know, go into your Dropbox and clean it up and just organize things for you because we all get a bit chaotic when we're trying to run our own businesses. And for someone to just keep things tidy for you and to liaise with you on how they're tidying it is just gold, absolute gold. VAs can do all that. Absolutely. And I think with um, with this too, um, if you have files that you want to say send to customers or clients also, uh, having um, a VA who knows where it is and you can actually pass that task on to them and have it send it across um, uh, is another really valuable um, task. Oh, yes, you're not looking for the file on your phone. and Yeah, that's great. Yeah, absolute VA work. Correct. So number five we had as create and sending newsletters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a really underrated marketing strategy is sending valuable content to your to your tribe. And uh, I think what holds a lot of people back is the use of technology, whether that's MailChimp or any other CRM programs. And I think having a, a VA being able to do that um, where you can send them the raw content and then they can set it up in whichever system you're using, uh, choose the right lists for you and, and actually make that um, you know, piece of raw content be turned into a newsletter and sent out is uh, is a really simple task, a really valuable task. That yeah, and it do. takes a bit of what, like honestly, a, news, a simple newsletter even in MailChimp would still probably, by the time you log in and format it all and fix it up, make it look good, like it's still, it, that's not a few minutes. That that takes a while. Like it can even take an hour when you're putting in links and you're fixing up images and new bits and you definitely need a VA for that. And look, a lot of people get stuck here because they think, no, my newsletter, I have to write it. There is a way that you can create a newsletter that has a process attached to it. Maybe you have to write a little intro blurb but I've actually gotten to the point with our newsletters where we have like segments in there for the latest blog post. There's a bit about the latest podcast and we kind of have sections that are always um, the same stuff, but the VAs just swap in and out what's happening during that week, during that month. So it's a very good way to kind of work with your VA on making it a simpler process so that you actually do it. Because a lot of the newsletters don't go out because you just can't get to it. Common problem. Absolutely. And, and just... Um just as a um, point where I think a lot of people resist handing this type of task over, uh, we don't send anything, a broadcast out to our database unless there's a test email that's been sent to me and I've signed off on it. Oh, of course. So yeah. yeah. You, you that's get a really, yeah. yeah, I think it's just a, you know, if you set that up as a, as a part of your process that, yeah, nothing gets broadcast out unless you sign off on it, then you can control uh, and ensure that the quality is still there. Absolutely. Look, I think a great one actually to talk about as a follow-on from that, Matt, just because we're in this area, is uh, this whole thing of blog posting. So, you know, a lot of people are producing videos, audios, like what we're doing here, or writing content. But again, like creating a newsletter, 
creating a blog post that looks good on your website with nice images and, you know, formatted again, formatting correctly on your website takes ages. It, it can be really frustrating. And that is a classic VA job. They do it really well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, just even with just on those blog posts as well, like having someone that you can, you know, again, throw a piece of raw content to and then can create that, uh, flick you a link and you'll be able to sign off on that and, and then be able to, uh, um, it actually removes an excuse that I see a lot of entrepreneurs having on why they don't uh, no. actually create a lot of content. Absolutely. Um, there's too much. So, there's too much doing involved. Like there's not just the writing of the content. It's like the, all the other stuff that goes with content production. I always say, you know, content production in itself is only about twenty percent of the job. Eighty percent of it is getting it all up online properly, getting it out there, getting you know, getting it looking good, images attached. Takes ages. There's a lot of work in that. It does. And so we might flick into number seven, which is, you know, we're talking a lot about content here, newsletters, blogs and the like. Um, and one um, I was mentioning to Barb as we were preparing for this show, um, I really struggle sitting down and writing content. But if you ask me to talk on a topic, I can go for it. And so what I have um, our uh, uh, VAs in our team do is uh, a lot of transcription, simple transcription, where I will audio record a piece of content and then I'll send it off to them and ask them to transcribe that. Uh, that way then I can edit that and then that might form an article, a blog, a newsletter, whatever it might be. But the transcription piece is a really uh, invaluable task for me because I really don't like sitting down and typing. Yeah, and it's much, well, not for everyone, but for me it's much easier as well. Like if somebody was to give me, and I actually did this with a couple of blog articles where I just got a VA to hash together a couple of points, research a topic, put it together, because I find it very easy to go in and edit something really fast and even almost rewrite it really quickly, rather than starting from scratch and having to, you know, sit down with a blank piece of paper. So like that, you know, you can even put a blog post concept together, record it if you're like this, get a rough transcription of it, and then you clean it, or you have some, a writer clean it up for you. But that's a really good yes. way to use VAs as well. Speed up Absolutely. the process. It's reducing all the excuses, Matt. There's no excuses, yes. see? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we're up to number eight. Um, number eight is, um, so, you, you know, you've now created your newsletter, you've created your blog, and you now need to obviously often get this distributed out there uh, utilising social media. So having a VA utilize, uh, distribute your content for you through social media. So just note, we're not asking them to create a whole heap of content. We're take, asking them to, uh, through various channels, it might be uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, etc., cetera, um, actually syndicate that out through those channels. Yeah. And I think the thing to remember here is with across all those different channels, you don't, you might have one blog post, but there are different image sizings and different ways of distributing the same piece of content across different platforms. So for example, Instagram is obviously very visual and very visual heavy. So you need to have a strong image for that. Twitter is different again with different image sizings and all that. So if you've got a strong process for your VA to follow, they can actually distribute it across multiple platforms, but make it look slightly different on all the different platforms so that actually your content starts to it's a bit, it comes to life a bit better. 
So uh, VAs are great at that. So they love to create little images and things like that on Canva or whatever that takes a long time. Of course, you again want to be approving this stuff because it is going out across your public channels, but you know, the grunt work is done. So that's the main thing to get right there. Absolutely. And I think one thing that um, I see a lot of business owners resisting here is giving access to these channels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, you have to trust your people, uh, irrespective of whether they sit next to you in an office or, you know, in another country. Um, but there are ways you can you know, ensure that you've got the protection. So, for instance, you know, I wouldn't necessarily suggest you setting this up on your personal uh, Facebook or Twitter. Always make sure it's your business accounts. Um, Make sure that you're monitoring what's going on as well. So it's that age-old, you can only expect what you inspect. And just be sure that you you constantly have uh, up-to-date access and, and ensuring passwords haven't been changed without your authorization. Well, actually, that's a really good point, Matt, because it sort of brings me on to the, the the next one that I think links in here is this concept of reporting. So, for example, with social media, so let's say that you've got a VA that's uh, distributing your content and, even you know, in different ways across different social media channels. What I would recommend is that they, this is what our VAs do, um, they create a content calendar for the following week or two that's coming. And RVAs actually produce that calendar on a Google um, doc. And then they literally screenshot the whole thing and just give me a look at it. And then I can go, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I feel for kind of what's the plan, um, what wording is going to be on stuff. And you just give it that final tick. And it doesn't take that long to do it that way. But it's this concept of reporting back to you on the work before it goes out. Um, and then you can do reporting afterwards on how much engagement it got or what, you know, what posts got how many likes, if, if your business has a lot of that kind of stuff going on or if there was commenting going on on certain um, pieces of content and all that kind of thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, reporting is, again, I think another underrated um, area in business, um, but this is actually one of the links that enables you to stay in control of everything while having others do these tasks. Uh, I think where uh, an entrepreneur says, I, I don't want to let go of control, it's because they don't have sufficient transparency and access coming back to them and reporting coming back to them. So um, it, yeah, it's underrated. I, it's the missing yeah. link, actually. I've seen this happen a lot where people have said to me, but, you know, I created my processes, I have all my task lists, I did everything that you told me to do, and there still were problems. And I think I actually only learned this by accident, really. I was like, mm, yeah, but there's no, this is where things like, establishing the reporting lines, the reporting structure. Is it a daily huddle where they report back to you on roadblocks, problems, and you can foresee things coming before they blow up? So reporting back in lots of areas is a really good way to lead. So you don't have to actually micromanage people, but you're still, you're still, you still have control over what's going on. So reporting yeah. is a really big one. And, and just on the reporting, just to wrap, just one last piece on this. I think you need to have operational reporting together with project reporting. So it's ensuring that um, if your VA is involved in a project, for example, to designing or, or you know, executing on a new website, that needs a specific report versus um, day-to-day tasks that they may be completing, like your, your social posts, your, um, um, yeah. you know, making sure that you're, calendars up to date, et cetera. That's operational reporting. And I think you need to separate that uh, in order to ensure that you're clear on what's going on. 
Just, and also a point I want to add here on this reporting thing. A lot of clients will say to us, oh, I don't think I have enough work for a VA to do. But if you think about all the areas in the business that you could have a VA create a report for you on a weekly basis, it is enormous, actually. It's almost like a dashboard where even things we were talking, you know, about when you're looking at invoicing, like how many people, how many outstanding invoices do we have? How, you know, oh, there's reporting across lots of areas that a VA could collate data for you to make your life easier, which is the whole point of having a VA. So it's just thinking outside the box about how much stuff they actually can do that falls into admin and support areas. But it's just about you being clear and and realizing that, you know, this is something you can let go of. And often we tell people, let go of the stuff you're doing, but sometimes it's also thinking about what are the things you're not yet doing that you should be doing because you don't have time. And those are things that VAs can help with as well in this reporting area. Absolutely. So I think we're up to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I think by my Yes. Yes. I've still got three on my list, Bob, so maybe we'll give <laughs> listeners a couple of bonus ones. We'll give a few bonuses, yeah. So maybe because we were talking about the reporting thing, it leads nicely into this concept of invoicing. Now, yes. this one is a key area um, where you can either get it really right or get it really wrong. So, Matt, I want to talk about the boundaries within this invoicing concept. So, of course, sending out a simple invoice where there's already a template and it's quite a good, strong process attached to it, Great VAs can manage that for you. But Matt, talk to me about when this goes really wrong, when we get into like bookkeeping and maybe just stretching the boundary too far with a simple VA. Yeah, so um, so I think bookkeeping is a specialist skill and, um, you know, a virtual, uh, like a, an, a virtual assistant, like a, as in like a personal assistant, um, is not the right person for that. Um, because they don't necessarily understand from an accounting perspective what they're doing. Absolutely, um, yeah. I see it happening a lot actually with clients where, you know, there's a people have asked me, can they do invoicing? And I, I just, they can. It's just you've got to have a clear boundary about where in your own head around where the line is for, for a VA to stop. Yeah. Um, you know, when you know, there's GST in Australia, there's VAT in America, when you're letting them inside zero, it's okay, but you have to have a strong boundary and a strong process and you have to have strong training if you're going to do Correct. it. can be done, but just be careful. And, and I think that, um, you know, um, Zero actually has really good training within it as well that can support a VA here as far as invoicing. And we're only talking to invoicing here. So, um, you know, I think that, um, like Barb just said, you've got to have a strong process. The beauty with with uh, say a, a software like Zero or Myop is you can restrict their access, so you can actually they they can't necessarily um, you know post payment or anything else. So I think it's important to restrict access on what they can and can't do. Um, and and like often if these systems are set up properly, then invoicing can be actually quite simple. Um, you know, ensuring the right templates are set up, ensuring that. Uh, it's set up in draft for you to go and then approve and send um, those simple things like that. But it all saves you time. Yeah. Um, and then what, what you'll find too is, uh, depending on the nature of your business, will come down to the complexity of your of your invoices. So uh, some businesses are sim- simply, you know, um, for services rendered, and that's the extent of the invoice, right? Um, with it with a total. 
Um, for others, it's more automized and the like. So what we're trying to do here is uh, uh, help you get the 80-20 principle applied. So okay, yeah. the more complex it becomes, the more involved, obviously, you'll have to be. But you want to get the simple, um, monotonous tasks, uh, you know, getting uh, it set up, maybe getting certain categories put in there. Uh, and have it saved in draft so that you now, rather than having to maybe spend 10 minutes on it, only have to spend two. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just be careful with the invoicing. So our couple of bonuses now, travel. This is one you do a lot of, Matt. I'm really keen for you to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, I don't so myself, I like to do my own travel, but I don't travel that much, not as much as you. So this is your area. Yeah. So, um, so I have uh, my team organize and arrange all my travel for me. Um, if it's overseas travel, uh, we tend to use a travel agent. Um, so my VAs, I, you know, I'll sit down with them. I'll specify where I'm going to be, what I need. They will connect in with our travel agent and make all the arrangements accordingly. I'll get sent the invoice and, and often just get that paid. Um, for domestic travel in Australia, uh, the team takes care of it all. Um, now, um, I've got a... Uh, a corporate Amex card and what that enables me to do is have each team member with their own card so on my bill I can actually see uh, who's spending the money. Um, the other thing you could do is um, I've also got a, a MasterCard with only a $30 limit and uh, the, the team has access to that. I feel okay with that. Uh, I monitor it um, and I know who has access to that card also. Um, they will uh, book flights for me. So we have, again, we have a process around that. They know, uh, depending on where I'm traveling, the time of day I like to travel, uh, my preferred seat, uh, my preferred airline, etc. And then what they'll also do is they'll arrange uh, parking for me, they'll arrange transfers if necessary, um, they'll arrange accommodation again if necessary. Um, and, you know, a lot of this happens now automatically because we have a system in place. Um, but if they're unsure, they ask questions and it all gets entered into my calendar. Uh, they they create an itinerary for me on my trips and send it through to me and it's seamless. And it really does. That. That, that really works. And I think, you know, a lot of people would fail with this travel thing because they'd be like, can you just book me some flights? And then you end up on the wrong flight to the wrong place and nobody communicated. So it's this whole thing again of creating a process and a, a streamlined, well-oiled machine around what, you know, and being involved in it, having that, yeah. you know, sort of leadership of that, that system. That works really yeah. well. For yeah, and the, the other thing for us too is, uh, sorry, sorry, Bob. That for someone who travels a lot, that's, that's really amazing. Ah, and see, a lot of my travel gets charged back uh, as well. So we've actually connected in the travel arrangements with then once I travel, there's an invoice raised, uh, the the receipts are all attached and, and off it goes as well. So it works brilliantly. Yeah, that's really good, really good. Do we have a – that's 11 now. We've got one bonus in there. Did you have one more? I'm going to give one last – we'll give one. the 12th bonus. Um, yeah. um, if you're an appointments-based business, um, appointment confirmations are great and having a VA do that. Um, and in our business, we do that via email and SMS. So um, we have – um, all centralized within our uh, CRM system. So we use Entreport. Um, so we send out, uh, for, just for regular coaching calls that I do, uh, we will send out a, um, a, 
an email confirmation. If I'm uh, traveling interstate and meeting with someone face to face, or it's a new meeting that you know I'm having, we'll send an SMS confirmation, and that all gets done. There's templates for that, and the team takes care of it. Yeah, and there's a process for it. I love that. Yeah, that's really good. That will help any business. And like we said at the beginning of this, this is like. This, this would be any business. So any business can use a VA. This is the key thing. And it's just about creating your processes and working with your team to make this happen and to actually get success with it. I think that's the big thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add just one last thing. Um, all of these tasks that we've highlighted today are, are simple are simple to do, but you must have a system in place if you're trying to leverage that um, somebody else to do these. Um, you must be patient and, and give the person some time. You didn't get it perfect the first time. Uh, and you must invest into training with this person to help them actually learn the system that you have and then master it. Yeah, because so, a lot really of this good. stuff, a lot of the stuff on this list is uh, each each business and each business owner has their own little personal slant on how they like these things to be done. So training is really important within this area. Yeah. Absolutely. Matt, that was fantastic because like I said, sometimes I forget the simple things that VAs can do because some of our VAs are doing very complex things. We've got some very, very um, experienced VAs doing building funnels and, you know, messing with Zapier and connecting systems together and all this sort of thing. So it's good to just recap for people who have never done this before that, you know, how you start is here's where you start. This is how you start it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, That was a great show, Matt. Thanks very much. Thank you too, Barb. And, and um, please be sure to um, share these shows with your friends. We want to get it out there and really help many, many people um, understand how uh, to succeed uh, with virtual assistants. Um, if there's any specific shows that you would like us to talk to uh, or talk about, uh, please feel free to comment. Send us uh, a, a, a message in the, in the Facebook group, Virtual Success Show Facebook group. Uh, and yeah, as I said, share it out there. And uh, the more people we can help, uh, the happier Barb and I are. And um, we both look forward to um, to speaking to you all soon on our next show. And thanks for showing uh, showing up again. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Virtual Success Show. If you found this show helpful, take a moment to share it with a friend so that we can all grow together. Find out more about the inside scoop on outsourcing success by going to our website, virtualsuccessshow.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.